<laughs> Who are your top five favorite Toms in sports? Ooh, Tom Selleck. Uh, very, very well known for his time in the longest yard. Right, yeah, he did some shit with a football once. Uh, uh, fuck, I can't. Tom Brady? Uh, there you go, that's a good one. Uh, there's a Tom there. Yeah. There's a Tom. Tom Landry? Tom Landry? Yeah. A famous Tom? Is Tom Honor somebody? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, he's a comedian and he used to be married to Rosie O'Donnell. They have? How about Ann and Jerry? Roseanne. Was it Roseanne? I thought it was Roseanne. Oh, my bad. I want to consult the Google on this. The Google? Please do. Yeah, how old are you? The Google? (laughs) He's at least 47, saying the Google. Listen, all right. I connected to my Wi-Fi. I connected to the Wi-Fi on the internet. Is the internet a series of tunes? Radio waves. So, uh, Tom, you didn't have to join if you couldn't join today. Like, obviously, we understand that you're busy and you have a life. I object. I don't understand shit. Is the audio awful? It's dreadful. It's hilarious. We can hear ourselves echoing through everything. Oh my god. We can hear everything that you're doing in the car currently at this point. I can't can't use it without imagining that I'm like a winner. And we would really appreciate it if you said I feel like I'm yelling. (laughs) Yeah, no, I might just hop off then because I mean, I only have like 15 minutes until I get to the house. Uh, just join in at your house. A good Easter egg. No, it's not. My, it's one of my parents' house. It's Thanksgiving oh. or, or whatever Canada celebrates what? no. this week. That's going on. <laughs> we, we celebrate a loss to Belgium. No. That's what we celebrate this week. <laughs> what the hell do? Don't worry, I'm gonna talk all about that on uh, Sunday. We were fucking robbed. What the idiot <laughs> you heathens have to give thanks for? All our sports teams are trash. Trash. The Bills. Trash. I don't want to talk about that team in Vegas and the Reds. Come the fuck on. Jesus. Alright, well, I'll hop off and let y'all keep doing it. Later. Thanks for letting me interrupt. See you, Gary. <laughs> Love you. Drive safe. Or do Alright. Well then, uh, let's get started. I hope you're ready, because once this train is moving, you can't stop it, unless you hit pause, or your listening device crashes. You're about to start listening to the Fool Court Press Podcast. That's F-O-O-L, Fool. We don't mess up your name, so say ours right. A terrible name, and I'm glad they're dead. Sandoria McConnell, Mussolini, or something. Folks Court Press. Jamarcus Russell, Russell Wilson. You are going to hear the hard-hitting, well-researched basketball analysis. Kawhi Leonard has a size 14 shoe, so. Uh, and somebody else I can't remember. It's from four strangers with no chemistry. Oh, and a I am the host, Lufa, who prides himself on precise NBA opinion. Yeah, it's this big <laughs> shire. It's the land of Luke Canards. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, you know how like the Florida Panthers are like in Sunrise, Florida. It's like not like a real place. I am joined by NBA draft specialist and Tuchel apologist Baldy. All of Florida is just made up. As well as Sandoria. Yeah, a real dick that guy is. Whose consistent fire takes. No, like Luca, I think he's a real piece of shit. Luca's the owner of the Suns. I think he'd be a better owner. Will scorch every part of your franchise. Trade <laughs> this motherfucker. Sarver's a real piece of shit. What a stupid name. Well, we got a lake up there. We're the Lakers. Still a better name than the Thunder. Yeah, real dick that guy is. I hate you. Finally, we have our Australian basketball enthusiast, Duke. Brooklyn Nets have three players who were born in Australia. So pay attention. This may be free, but it's important. What does it mean? Jesus oh, fucking Christ, just shoot me. Everything will be fine. All right. Well, thank you for uh, tuning back in, everybody. Uh, we're here uh, discussing the NBA, the only uh, NBA podcast made by fools for fools. Uh, I'm joined here today by uh, Sandy and Duke. My name is Lufa. Baldy uh, is unable to attend today because apparently he loves his family. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Uh, anyways, everybody say hi. Hello. Say hi. Hi. All right, uh, so we're going to start off uh, the, the pod like we start off every pod, talking to, talk it's, uh, topics de jante, talkets. Uh, so things that have happened over the last start. week. Yeah, nailing it. Uh, things that I, I'm, I'm a little under the weather, I apologize. Well, how did that explain uh, that the first happened. several episodes? Don't apologize to them. They haven't earned your apology. <laughs> they, He's just not sick it. constantly, people. This time it's physically ill, though, so... Topics de jante. So uh, we have some heated up uh, trade talks, mostly centered around uh, Phoenix and uh, the wonderful Jay Crowder. Oh, yeah. uh, we have increased injury woes um, that we can talk about. Uh, and uh, we can talk about uh, the surging Lakers uh, and how that coincides with an absent, uh, absent LeBron James. Um, or just if there was any games of interest that you guys noticed or any, uh, any additional, uh, storylines that you thought were interesting at all during the week. So Duke, uh, why don't you lead us off? What is the topic you want to talk uh, start off with today? Let's do some trade talk. Trade we talk. are the fool Kyrie. Oh Prince. my God. Oh God. That's Where'd the trade going, talk. Guys? We have to st- <laughs> Every time the man's so, uh, man comes up, I want to press stop. <laughs> so after uh, Kyrie has uh, come back to Memphis, he helped them win a game in uh, Memphis and then helped them lose a game in Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia team that didn't have Embiid, Maxi, or Harden playing. Um, he uh, And then now he is helping them almost beat a crippled Raptors team um, tonight. So, yeah, uh, the news broke that... Uh, Apparently, the Brooklyn Nets, they might be interested in moving Kyrie Irving, which was a surprise to everybody, I think. Um, and the question is, where would you think that you see him playing? Personally, I say China. What about you, Duke? Yeah, maybe Turkey. Yeah, Turkey. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe you, can pick up, uh, maybe you can pick up a contract in Israel or something. I see like a that. real bright future for him in the seventh circle of hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so 
we can talk about his first game back in Memphis if you guys want to talk about different types of pamphlets that may have been handed out during nope. that period of time. Or we can move on to another trade topic. Move the what do you guys fuck think? on. All right. So uh, a lot of a lot of interest all, all of a sudden seemed to have been heating up on Jay Crowder. Obviously, Jay Crowder had put in a trade request before the season started, and, they, and Phoenix has been uh, – trying to uh, find a home for him, but no one seemed to really be that interested. And all of a sudden, we hear that Atlanta is, uh, in- uh, Atlanta is interested in a possible three-team de- deal for Jay Crowder, as well as Milwaukee being uh, being interested as well. Names that uh, have been showing up for from Atlanta are Bogdan Bogdanovich, not the one in D- Detroit, but the other Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, and then, uh, and then coming out of Milwaukee, uh, is, um, that white kid that trips everybody. What's his Grayson name? Allen. Grayson Allen. Grayson <laughs> Allen. Yeah. This is like immediately, you just know. Yep. <laughs> Grayson <laughs> Allen. Trips and nut yeah. shots. Duke's finest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like nut shots and nut shots and trips. That's what he, that's what he's known for. Um, and occasionally sinking a, uh, sinking a dagger. He pointer. fucked up Caruso's arm. Yeah, but he also oh, yeah, fucked up the right. Wisconsin Badgers in a in a, uh, in a championship it's, run in the NCAA. Will someone please so. sit that guy down and say, "Hey, man, it's the NBA. It's not fucking Gladiator." <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, we have uh, we have our resident sun expert on here. So it's expert, who you who you pick, who you picking, who you want to go with? Are you gonna go with Bogdan? Or are you gonna go with Grayson? Uh, I'm gonna think? go with a poison tablet, Lufa. I don't want either of these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Couple realistically, Grayson. Grayson uh, Allen is uh, Grayson Allen is actually a legitimately good basketball player. Once you get past look, all of the shots, people hate us already. Like, what, what, what is? It's just gonna make us in- to lean into it. Exactly. You could have like the you could have like the like the most the whiniest player in the league in Booker, and you can add to him the thuggiest player in the league. Um, <laughs> Grayson goon. Allen. Resu- as the uh, Suns resort the thuggery. Is he even a good fit? The street stuff. Is Sorry? he even a good fit? I mean, realistically, he's not going to fit the the four, right? Like, I mean, you you probably uh, he probably he's a good he's a good shooter off the bench, and I... uh, he creates a lot of spacing. When when he when Milwaukee had uh, like the worst part about like with like the worst time he had at Milwaukee was when they have all the injuries and he was forced to be in the starting lineup. Uh, he's defensively deficient, um, and uh, he can't really handle the ball uh, effectively because he's so small. But when they had him uh, gunning off the bench, you know he's he's a plus basketball player. So. I, I mean, and at this point in time, with uh, like Jay Crowder, once like we've we talked about it before, they don't want to take on salary. Yeah, right? but they also, uh, uh, but they also want to add a player, right? Right now, they're getting nothing out of that, uh, getting nothing out of that nine million or ten million that they're spending on Jay Crowder. If you can turn that into a plus player off the bench, you can uh, spread the floor a little bit. I think that that's not the worst thing in the world. The question is, is whether you'd want him or you'd want to have Bogdan, because um, they really fill the same role on both uh, both sides. Bogdan can play a little bit bigger, though. He can play more of the four in that sense. But he's also hurt. Oh, he's perpetually hurt. 
He's like a pet, yeah. perpetual hurt machine. This guy that wakes up in the morning and creaks, he has to oil his joints. <laughs> you know, I, I, know, I know a lot of people who like oil in their joints. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm 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 mm-hmm. not interested in either of these guys, man. They 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 just don't they don't they don't scratch the itch that I'm looking for here. Like, so, so you heard a lot of rumors from last week. Was there any any of them that did pique your interest? John Collins. John Collins isn't going to make it. Like no, that's not going to work. Like <laughs> I don't like the the John Collins uh, the John Collins interest. Uh, it sounds like the one that I thought was the most interesting that I saw for John Collins was Utah. Apparently. <laughs> Is uh, deep diving in that one, which oh, I like that. Uh, which I mean, w- what I like about that is it actually means it actually says something to, uh, to the effect that uh, Utah is actually interested in buying at this period of time, and means that they're inter- uh, they what they see is what they, what they see is what they like. So what point. do they give up to get them? I mean, the thing is, is like Utah has the best packages that you could ask for. They have picks. They, they have, and... they have the like their salary filler is all useful, uh, all useful players. Like I mean, okay. they're what I think. Uh, Duke, forgive me if I'm wrong about this, but we did a deep dive on their roster. We determined that there is at least twelve players you'd be satisfied having in their rotation. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, they're deep, man. They're good. So teams. I'm just right now. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think ahead. I'm just sad because it went from, hey, man, we're going to get Kevin Durant. We might get a Bogdan. Well, once again, I think we've covered this before. Kevin Durant wasn't coming for Jay Crowder. He, he, he's <laughs> that, was, the, that was never going to happen. If that was something that you believed was going to happen, then I'm sorry that you were on. Uh, I'm sorry to have burst your Jay, bubble. Jay, Jay Crowder is the sweet man. I mean, yeah, well, he was—he wouldn't have even been the centerpiece. No, the sweetener. He's, he's the <laughs> he would have been—he would have been the salary filler. <laughs> Does he even stay in shape? Does anyone even know? Oh, I when, mean, when, he's sending videos from the gym. Whatever. When your name is Boss Man, cool. all caps, you're always in shape. <laughs> he, he's a stay ready all star. You can't go back. <laughs> so yeah, like. Asleep. Yeah, so I, I'm sorry that you thought that you were gonna flip Jay Crowder for Kevin That's Durant, right. but that was uh, that was never gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta you gotta start moving on to like role players and bare, uh, barely yeah. starting players is what you gotta yeah. be thinking as uh, best case scenario. Yeah. I think there was a couple other ones that I, uh, that I heard uh, coming uh, coming across. I think KJ Martin off of uh, Houston was an interesting Kenyon. One. Or it was a Kenyon. Is it Kenyon Martin, Martin Jr.? Kenyon. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's see. He's a. I believe he's a, a, believe he's a rookie. No, no, he's not a rookie. He's been a, he's been year, in there like four or five years. Oh, okay, I think. Then it's not the same he's guy. He's like he's still kind of like a poten- like a, a decent potential, but he's like coming off. He's been coming off the bench for uh, Houston for a I few seasons. I was thinking Kenyon Martin Jr. I believe he is a a rookie or a second year guy. Yeah, that is right. KJ Martin is that's that's who we're talking about, right? Uh, yeah. Who the fuck calls him KJ? That's what he goes by. Kenyon Junior. No. Yeah, no. You, you, if you if your name is Kenyon Martin, your nickname is K Martin. Yeah, if you're 
you know, 45 years old and played at Cincinnati 25 years ago, then yeah. When you think of Kenyon Martin, uh, what, what team do you associate with him with? Who, me? I, I mean, I associate him with Cincinnati, but NBA like, I mean, team, probably the NBA Nuggets. Was Nuggets? I, 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 I can never t- uh, yeah. I can never make up my mind if it's the Nuggets or the Nets for me. It's, it's the Nuggets for me. Yeah. It's um. I'm I'm pretty sure he had a couple of incidents during his time in Denver that were pretty hilarious. Yeah, no, I think he's uh, it, like he, I think he uh, he had a few controversies that followed him around. Never really panned out to uh, to be the player that everybody thought he was going to be. Right, he, he went first overall, I believe. Did he go fucking first? Oh yeah, he did. wow! Yeah, two thousand, the uh, infamous two thousand draft. We should do a deep dive on that draft sometime. Bookmark it for later. <laughs> God awful. Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll pull it up give... sometime. Okay, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to look into that one. What I'm more interested in is the ones that like people are like, this has got like fifteen players deep, and like you get to it, and it's like three players that ended up coming. Yeah, out what of the it. fuck is this? the one that the one that comes to mind? The one that comes to mind is the Wiggins, Parker, and Bead draft. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we're like, like when you look back at some of the articles that were written about that one, people were like, yeah, there's like five Hall of Famers in this draft. And then when you right. go through it, you're like, wow, there's like maybe three serviceable players in Embiid. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, we took a diversion here. I'm going to read you the first what, 10 picks. What, what? Time for your draft deep dive. Duke, give us the top 10 players from the year 2000 draft. Number one, out of Cincinnati, to the New Jersey Nets, Kenyon Martin. <laughs> number two. Number two, out of LSU, to the Vancouver Grizzlies, Stro Miles Swift. Oh, I love Swift. Uh, Swifting. Number three, from some high school, to the LA Clippers, Darius Miles. Ah. Uh. Miles. Pick number four. Out of Iowa State to the Chicago Bulls, Marcus Pfizer. Ah, the vaccine. I don't even remember that guy. <laughs> Gets better. Number five. Out of Florida to the Orlando Magic, Mike Miller. I mean, he's, he's probably the best player out of that draft. <laughs> I'll give you the win shares. He won him a couple done. rings with LeBron. Well, he also like he also was part of like a couple of decent grizzly runs. Yeah. Number six, sense. number six pick out of Cincinnati to the Atlanta Hawks, Dermar Johnson. Well, Cincinnati must have had a fucking dominant year the that year before. May have been a final <laughs> four year. I don't remember. That's Bob Huggins. I mean, I remember the that. Mister Hugman. Huggy Bear. You're just making shit up. Yeah. Guess where to go. Really? <laughs> what do you want from me? Miss, Mr. Hugman would be the worst goddamn nickname. Bobby That's Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame head coach Bob Huggins to you. Hall of Fame head coach Mr. Hugman. Robert Huggy Hug. Bear. Pick number seven. Out of Texas to the Chicago Bulls, Chris Mim. You remember Mim? him? Chris Mims, you remember? Yeah, I think I remember Mim. Probably I think most, Mim had a. Uh, I think Lakers. Mim had a stint. Uh, I think Mim had a stint with the Raptors. Do you remember when? I remember. 
He did not play for the Raptors. He didn't? Okay. No. No, he did not. Cavs, Celtics, and Lakers. All right, number eight pick out of Michigan to the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jamal Crawford. Oh, that's the best. Never mind. He was the best player of the draft. Yeah. Nope. Jake Not in terms of win shares. Number nine pick out of Minnesota to the Houston Rockets, Joel Prisbilla. <laughs> Joel Prisbilla. He was the he was the best player of the draft. That is a guy right there, Joel Prisbilla. Oh that is a man. guy. <laughs> what a name. And your number ten pick out of Missouri to the Orlando Magic. Keon Dooling. Ah. Drooling for Dooling. So, if we're talking win shares, here is your top three. We, we, I mentioned two of them. So I'll go reverse order. Uh, Jamal Crawford, 60.7. Mike Miller, 60.7. And your number one in terms of win shares, the 16th overall pick to Sacramento, Hito Turkoglu. Yo! He hates... Uh, I don't remember the guy's good, name. Good, sen- Cantor. good sentence. Inez Cantor. He can't stand him. Isn't he trying to kill well, him or something? I mean, let's uh, let's not dance into that one because while Inez Cantor's wrong on a lot of things, <laughs> it's the turkey NS thing freedom. is not necessarily something uh, that you want to really yeah, touch. This is one of those things where I don't have any details. I just see the headline, and I'm just like, hey, man, headline time. Yes, we, yeah, no, we know. We're aware <laughs> of your <laughs> proclivities. <laughs> and you have no issue sharing those headlines with people. I thought Crowder was getting traded. <laughs> I saw it trending. Crowder. I'm like, yeah, man, get oh, him out of there. Yeah. It's time. So this, uh, this draft only produced three all-stars. Oh. Kenyon Martin, the number 19 pick to the Charlotte Hornets out of Kentucky, Jamal McGlure. (laughs) He's here, too. I mean, Jamal McGlure as a 19th pick in that draft is is kind of a steal. There are some names. Every time you give me a new draft position, I'm like, wait, that's pretty late here. Uh, Who is this guy? It's a surprise. It's like Christmas morning. All right, so the third all-star, the 43rd pick overall out of Ohio State to the Milwaukee Bucks, Michael Red. Yo, Michael Red. Oh, he was Whoa. Paid. Whoa. Michael Red made an all-star game, but Jamal Crawford never made an all-star game? Dude, wow. I don't know. Michael Red was elite for a minute there. Yeah, for a whole minute, and then he was out of the league. Oh, yeah. I mean, Michael Red was part of like that legendary Bucks team that I always told everybody I fell in love with. It was like in the early two thousands, with like Monte Ellis and OJ Mayo and 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 uh, or not OJ Mayo, sorry, uh, and Brendan Jennings. Oh yeah. So, so uh, actually, Jabari Smith Senior was taken in this draft out of LSU. Oh. To the Kings, 45th overall. And what was his win shares? Oh, God, let's find out. Uh, Sounds 1. like a real 3. Kevin Knox. 
1.3. Very close to Kevin Knox. <laughs> well, no. Kevin Knox had a negative wind shear, didn't he? Yeah, negative 0.6. So a 1.9 wind shear better than Kevin Knox. Nice job, Jabari. You were better than a top 10 draft pick. Yeah, look at him. He could have gone. He could have gone tenth, uh, eighth overall that year. Yeah. So Eddie House also drafted. Eddie House, that's overall. a name. That's a name right there. The draft of guys, man. I'm telling you, Quentin Richardson. Yes, a guy. Quentin Rich, like this is such a deep draft. Like you have so many people here. Q Rich. I thought you said this was a bum draft. This is a great draft. No, it's it's not great. It's. <laughs> it's it's a bunch of guys, man. It's it's we, fun. We 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 need to remember. I mean, you're talking about Hito Turkaloo. You're talking about Jamal, Jamal Crawford. Say, Jamal, you're, you're talking about Mar- Mike. <laughs> We're talking Villa. about like okay, Kenyon Martin's number one overall, and then I don't know, man. It's like there's no greats though. There's no great players. Oh, I'm uh, excuse me. Jamal Crawford was a bucket, my friend. Yeah, fifty, like yeah. How many six man of years? Uh, how many six man of year trophies? That guy is gonna get the six man of the year trophy named after him. He's they a should. fucking legend. Honestly, they should. Jay Crossover. I mean, like, let's be completely honest. In four years, would you be surprised to hear that J- uh, Jamal Crawford made the Hall of Fame? I wouldn't. Uh, in four years, I oh, would I mean... be surprised to not hear that Jamal Crawford went to the Big Three and put up like six. Oh, he'd be, yeah, no, he, he'd be like the, the new, uh, what is that? What is, I can't Jack. remember, uh, Catino, Catino Mobley. Uh, oh, yeah. Joe Johnson. He'd be the new, he'd be the new Mobley yeah. of the big three. And Joe Johnson terrorized the big three for a minute there. I so Jack. All right. I just want to say, I'll give you the win shares of the 99 draft and the 2001 draft and we can, we can, uh call it a night uh, so 99 draft first overall picked was elton brand 109 career win shares what Most did elton shares, brand really do though i mean come on he was a compiler yes so third in win shares in that draft was monty ginobili 106 win shares and then first was sean marion with 124 i cannot believe that ginobili was behind anybody in win shares in this draft what? That, I mean, Sean Marion. Surprising. <sighs> Sean Marion was not. Yeah, a- he had that run with the Heat. So that's well. I mean, <laughs> so that, that so, was the that was the most quiet snipe. <laughs> like I mean, his time at the Heat was like maybe his fourth best run of his career. <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> Reloaded. Uh, I mean, that was, uh, he had a pretty jumper. That form. That's world champion, uh, Sean Marion. Yeah, it was an immaculate. So two- <laughs> yeah. I just love the fact that by the time uh, he won that ring, he was a defensive guy instead of an offensive one. The LeBron. Was a specialist. So the 99 draft had nine all stars. The 2001 draft had eight all-stars, and uh, we won't talk about the first overall pick because that'll kill my argument, but their most win shares. Sorry, who was the first overall pick? Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, Lakers yeah. legend. Oh. Win shares: uh, Paul Pal Gasol, 144; Tony Parker, 111; and Tyson Chandler, 102. Wow! Wow, Tyson Chandler with 102. Wow. Um, so yeah, uh, Collins, uh, uh, Collins options. I, yeah, definitely. I think the Utah uh, aspect of uh, John Collins is uh, is one that I think would be awesome for the league because I think that what that means is that the uh, that they're pulling the plug on the tank already, um, and they're they're really buying in and trying to find pieces to actually build around a package that you'd see them put together. The thing is, as well with uh, Utah, is they can actually absorb salary, so they don't have to match a lot of salary. I think they have about 20, 20 million in cap room available at the moment. So, you know, they can put together whatever they want. The question is, is what is what does Atlanta get uh, want to get out of it? Right? Um, and we Shooters, lost Sandy. probably. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be uh, it would have to be somebody who can put the uh, put the ball in the net. Um, and then as well, like, if for, I was for Trey, yeah, I was a, a, like, a, like, um, obviously they already have the ba- like, they have like the secondary ball handler, so probably not Conley. Um, so you're probably looking at Bogdan. Maybe, uh, maybe they want to have Kelly Olinick as a backup center. I don't know. Um, yeah, they got to hang on to Olinick every week with this shit. He's their glue guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so that's uh, so that is the uh, various trade uh, trade updates that we were interested in looking at. Um, well, you guys want to talk some injuries? Sure, sure. There's so many. They're an unfortunate amount. Yeah. The one that really hit me in the stomach was a uh, Cade Cunningham <laughs> with a possible stretch for, a stress fracture in his uh, foot, completely tanking my uh, my Detroit Pistons pick. It's official. I think I'm gonna have to bury that uh, bury that fifty dollars I put on there over on uh, wins. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they'd already pre-tanked it to start the year here. <laughs> well, I was looking at uh, I was looking at uh, Tank Nation or Tank uh, uh, TankNation.com and uh, yeah, you, first in line to get Victor at this point in time, your Detroit Pistons, which I would be very excited about if I was. It wasn't so convinced that the Detroit Pistons would fuck it up somehow. Dwayne <laughs> Casey. Yeah, well, I mean, God forbid that Dwayne Casey gets his hands on any any more future NBA talent. Please just get him out of there. You guys um, want to hear a, uh, a fun fact? Yeah, sure. Let's, let's. The uh, Pistons are one of only three teams in the league that haven't haven't strung together more than one win. They have no win streaks this season. <laughs> yeah. Well, they only have three wins. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, so it's them, the Rockets, and... Uh, also three wins. The other team. Yeah, probably one of those other shitty teams. Probably uh, not. Not LA. <laughs> no, it's not LA. They won two and two or three in a row to open the season. Yeah. No, well, they uh, like recently. Uh, yeah, recently. I think they're on a four-game winning streak now. Um. So other. Yeah. Other injuries. Uh, obviously, uh, Bancaro is still uh, still out. It seems like that one's lingering a little bit longer than everybody anticipated. The question is, is whether or not. Um, Magic are just kind of holding him out for cautionary reasons because they don't want to really jeopardize him. And the fact that they're probably not looking at playoff race at this period of time is uh, uh, might be 
factoring into that. It was a shame, though, because they were really starting to string together some wins, and they seemed like they were coming together as a team in general. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is another one out of, uh, out of uh, Ma- Magic uh, the Magic Kingdom that has been on, uh, on and off again. They have no reason to rush those guys back. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I feel like the Magic are uh, a team that could be a sneaky pick for uh, for coming into the play-in. But what want to be another team? Another team I think is a sneaky play-in pick. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. They've uh, they've gotten Embiid has got a foot injury that has taken him out of these last two games. No word as to when he'll be back. And then Tyrese Maxey. Is out for an extended period of time. It sounds like he'll be back after James Harden's back, who's going to be out for another three to four weeks. Yes, dude. Yeah. That's- so right now they've they've literally got no players, and let's take a look at how uh, badly they're beating the Charlotte Hornets right now. All right, Philly is losing to the Charlotte Hornets by three points in a world in which. We ask ourselves, why the fuck is Charlotte even trying? The Charlotte Hornets, mind you, I, I want to remind you guys, the Charlotte Hornets are not tanking. They have a maxed out salary. They have Gordon Hayward. They have Terry Rozier. LaMelo Ball has been injured, mind you. Um, and their other top uh, top centerpiece uh, just recently pled guilty for beating up, uh, beating people up. Uh, so yeah, and um, he's on the Lakers' radar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Phil- uh, Philadelphia in Philadelphia with no players is uh almost almost beating that Charlotte Hornets team. What an embarrassment! To be fair, they don't have <laughs> Charlotte. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like <laughs> they're still, I think, my worst, my least favorite watch. Oh yeah, for sure. The I mean, them or the Spurs. It's such a shame too, because like the last two seasons, they were the best team to watch. Like they, like the the Charlotte Hornets were like on my must watch, like uh, much must watch radar all the time. Because between Miles Bridges and Lamelo Ball, you were gonna see something happen, right? Um, another uh, so the other uh, the other major injury, obviously uh, injuries are uh, obviously uh, John Morant. I believe he is week to week right now with a foot injury. He he came back yesterday. Oh, did he? Superhuman, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, good for him. Uh, the uh, without him and Bane, uh, Bane was also out. Is he? Uh, did Bane come back as well, or was it just? Moran? Sadly, no. He's going to be out probably another week or two. I heard he's terrorizing Unfortunately. Him right now. Mm. Yeah, misses his ally. Uh, so yeah, they ended up losing to the Nets without those guys. So that tells you how badly, uh, badly they needed them back. Because if you're losing to the Nets, that says something about you as a franchise, especially with Kyrie playing. Um, the other, uh, the other uh, big injuries, obviously, uh, the Raptors have lost another one in Scotty Barnes. Who uh, did? Freddie, uh, Fred Van Fleet, uh, Van Fleet is out with another COVID, uh, non-COVID illness which is his second non-COVID illness in the last week. Um, and, uh, yeah, now they are starting Malachi Flynn and Thad Young and uh, and Christian Coloco <laughs> and have 
but and and they also the other thing is is like half of their half of their non-starters and like non-rotation players who would have normally been asked to step up during this period of time are out too in Delano Banton and uh Justin Champagny so it's just a just a complete mess that Toronto uh, Toronto roster right now <laughs> Um, and then, yeah. Siakam will be back soon, though, right? I mean, Siakam apparently is going to be back next week, is what they say, which, which is good. Um, and, uh, Scotty is only supposed to be day to day. Obviously, Fred, uh, with this illness could be back anytime. So there's, uh, there is some hope on the horizon. Um, at the very least, (laughs) there's no word as to when Precious will be back yet, but, um, but yeah, like if you look at the, the starting roster for the Raptors, they're missing right now three of their five starters and two of the three people they would have been bringing off of the bench. Um, and then they're also missing some additional depth pieces on top of that. Um, so it's a, it's a bit ridiculous what they're playing with right now. Uh, the last major injury has obviously been LeBron. He's missed the last four games. Um, and uh, that LeBron injury brings us to the next topic we have, which is the surging Lakers. How about that? So, so interesting stat. Um, Duke, do you know how many wins the Lakers have when LeBron is in the raw, uh, in the lineup? For this season or all time? This season. Uh, well, I know they've won three of four. Um, I'll say three. Three wins with him in within him in the lineup. With him out out of the lineup. Oh, right? without with him out of the lineup. Well, they've uh, won four with him out of the lineup. They're four and one without him out of the lineup. And then they are 0 for 9 with him in the lineup. Lovely. So they haven't won yeah. a game with LeBron. No, but they've won most of their games without him. That's correct. Uh, so they're, forget trade Russell Westbrook. Trade LeBron well, James. Well, they can't trade LeBron can. James, unfortunately, because of their extension. Um, but uh, but everyone talks about how Russell was the problem, and then afterwards they started talking about how AD is the problem uh, in Lakerland. Well, it turns out we have a clear and concise d- uh, data point to show who who is the problem in Lakerland. LeBron James. It's going to be really tough for him. If he continues going on like this, it's going to be really tough for him to force the league into signing Bronny. Whoa, that's uh, that's that's dangerous what you're putting out there right now. I don't Quite an that. allegation. You better be careful. You better... You better. <laughs> well, what, what is Bronny? Like the 40th, uh, 40th ranked high school player like right now? 45th. 40th. Yeah. Yeah, so that player is never getting into the NBA unless, of course, their dad is play- uh, their dad is the greatest player that's ever played and is promising to sign with whichever team drafts him. Well, I think he's the only the only top one hundred player who hasn't signed with a with a college team or with like G League or anything like that. Yeah, well, and then also that that coincides with a CBA a CBA agreement that is being negotiated right now that is asking is uh, asking for a lowered rate. Or lowered age for uh, for draftees now, so to end the one and done rule in college. Goodbye. Yep. So uh, yeah, what do you guys make of this uh, Lake uh, Lebronless Lakers team? 
Do you think they're for real? Do you think they can make a play-in team if uh, LeBron uh, were, were to like skip the season? Got uh, two words for you on that. It's fool's gold. Absolutely not. <laughs> this is like when a team gets a new coach, and all of a sudden, oh, there's new life, there's new energy in the building. They're, they're, they've turned it around. Now they, they're playing without the teacher. So it's like, it, what you're saying is it's the Jeff Saturday effact. You just yes, replace it, like you you replace you replace LeBron James, who's clearly a very qualified. High uh, high end uh, basketball player, and you replace him with Austin Reeves. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> here's my question: You take the Lakers with LeBron and this mm-hmm. current roster, and you put them in the playoffs, and you take the Lakers without LeBron and this current roster, and put them in the playoffs. And which team do you think is going to do better? Well, that's a difficult question because I take this team in the regular season with LeBron, and they don't that's... win any games. And then I take this team Again. without LeBron, <laughs> and they win Which four to five. Beat? Which teams did they beat? I don't think, I, like, honestly, like, I don't think they would beat any they team in the playoffs, the regardless. They haven't beat the Suns with them either, though. Like, I don't think they beat the, the Suns of Los the Lakers in Nets, two Pistons, years. Spurs. That's just the playoff <laughs> matchup. So, are they just beating bad teams? Like, like Nets, Pistons, Spurs. Nets, Pistons, Spurs. That's three pretty terrible teams. <laughs> yep. You tell them people yeah. LeBron is a lot of they lose to those three teams. Uh, I mean, let's uh, let's well, take a look at some of those losses that they had with LeBron. Let's like, take let's, a look, uh, buddy. I'm, I got their <laughs> schedule pulled up now, actually. Okay. So, I mean, they lost to the Warriors. Okay. Which is okay. Thing. Were, was the was Pretty the bad. Warriors were the Warriors on the road or are they at home? In the Don't middle? act like that. that, was that, home that was the open, Fred. I, oh, buddy, if you want to know, if you want to see something, uh, you want to see something more spectacular than the LeBronless Lakers w- uh, being so much better than the LeBron Lakers. You look at the Roy, yeah. uh, uh, the Warriors home road splits. Yep. <laughs> the Warriors are the uh, the Warriors are the Golden State Warriors when they play at home, and the uh, the Warriors are the Detroit Pistons when they play on the road. Well, and they're also sitting their entire starting lineup on on road back to backs too. So yeah, that's crazy. Doesn't help. Uh, so so uh, so they lost the uh, they lost to the Warriors. Is there any uh, any other bad? Is there any bad losses on that? Uh, I mean, I mean the Clippers, Nuggets, the Timberwolves. I mean, not really. To be honest, they beat the Nuggets. They beat the Pelicans. Lost to the Jazz. Uh, Cavs, Jazz, Clippers, Kings, and Suns. Those are those are their losses. I mean, those aren't bad losses. Full yeah, but those Pelican, really? uh, but those Pelican, the, that Pelican and Nuggets win were also with LeBron sitting because they haven't had any wins with LeBron. So I have to pull up a box score there. Hold on a second. Let's see those. Now LeBron played in the uh, the Pelicans game. Are you telling me that tweets win. are lies? Whoa! Well, that changes the that changes the foundation. The, he played in the Nuggets win too. Wow! And I don't I, I don't know what to I don't know what you're trying to pull here. What's happening? Cut that! We gotta cut it. <laughs>
<laughs> That's some horse shit that you just. So said. what? They're, so what? They're like they're two and eight with LeBron. Three. Yeah. Would you say three and three? Three and one. Three and one. Yeah. yeah. The fucking fool's gold, bro. <laughs> Okay, like I mean, I mean that's still that's still the premise. It's it still stands though. I mean, <laughs> us three did beat and a half. I think on a bad day could beat the Spurs. <laughs> Ooh, I don't I, think yeah. I can. I gotta be honest with you. I'm not bringing much to the table. Uh, my my uh, my running game is shit. My uh, shooting shit. I can barely lay up. So I wouldn't I wouldn't rely on that either. My past game, oh god. I think uh, they call me the Rick. Uh, uh, they call me the the, the Steve Nash of uh, of turnovers. So, and you mean the apple-filled ones? <laughs> I think this. I, I what I'm trying to say is I think the Spurs can beat me. Okay, what? <laughs> yeah. I, Look. I, I, I don't think. I think there's... Sandy's right. Fool's gold. I think you're right. Yeah. No. It, it, I mean, it sounds like it. Once you start br- breaking it down, who they beat, then uh, then yeah, it makes it sound less impressive. Um. I just yeah. wanted to. Uh, I, I just wanted to uh, talk shit. I just rained on your parade. Yeah, you did. You, you rained on my parade. Yeah, we both did. <laughs> we both just, just pissed on it. Yeah, you guys are right on fucking it. worst. <laughs> let, 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 All right. It, all their wins are at home, though. That's, that's, that's hey, something. what did I say to start of the year? You don't beat the Lakers in L.A. Okay, can you tell us all the times they lost at home, please, uh, uh, Duke? Uh, yeah, okay. It's uh, a Clippers, joke. Blazers, Jazz, Cavs, Kings, and that's it. They lost the Kings. <laughs> Everybody's losing I mean, to the Kings right I mean, now. Yeah. Everybody except for Atlanta right now, and who I who I bet to lose this game tonight. So the Kings, always, the Kings are always there to let me the fuck down. That's for sure. The Hawks are just for a day. Uh, they're only down nine eight at the eight nine at the end of three. Yeah, they're not even the end of three. Yeah, I also I also had uh, Indy over Minnesota, so. I would love I'm just that. like I'm, I'm really snake bitten right now. I, I can't pick a winner to save my life. Do you remember when? Um, and I think in large not part even of it, fun to watch. No, it, well, yeah, I mean they're fun to watch in the sense that it, it's like watching the Three Stooges, and you're just seeing them like, <laughs> like. Smacking themselves in the face, you know, dribbling off their feet, you know, pissing themselves on the defensive end. Like, I mean, it's really, it's really funny to watch in a slapstick comedy form of way. You just kind of like have to put in the background the Benny Hill music, and then everything all of a sudden becomes particularly entertaining. It's, it's all a, about perspective, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, they're like, like watching them turn over the ball is similar to like watching clowns come out of a cloud car. Just like how could how could there be more? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. How did they get so many in that in that small space? <laughs> You're listening to the Fool Court Press podcast. All right, welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for our favorite segment of the week: ladder chatter. Here we discuss. The uh, the various Kia uh, Kia NBA ladders, for whether it's for the MB- MVP race, 
the rookie of the year race or the defensive player of the year race or LeBron, Giannis's race uh, to knock over ladders in Philadelphia. Uh, So, Duke, which one would you like to talk about first? Let's talk about the uh, rookie ladder. Rookie ladder? All right. Uh, Let me just pull that up here real quick. I'm disappointed you didn't start with Giannis. What's to talk about? That's, yeah, I mean, Philadelphia is a sh- <laughs> Philly being Philly. Philadelphia is the worst place on the planet. <laughs> just give them the ball back, bro. Yeah, it was just like it, it's just a it's just a collection of just the worst behaviors, and you're just like, okay, cool. That's just Philly being Philly. Was there a new ladder? Is it uh, the rookie ladder? Is it the same as last week? It looks like it's the same. My bad. (laughs) No, no worries. I don't think I saw a new Depoy one either. They just take the week off for Thanksgiving. Damn. Let's see. They do have the the MVP ladder out today. We can go there if you want. All right, let's do that one. Luca takes over number one. Hell yeah, he does. It's about damn time. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's Luca. I mean, him. if I was to if I was to actually uh, like uh, make a legitimate argument for who's the most valuable player in the league right now, I guess uh, Duke. Who do you th- if you were to pick the best player in the league right now? Who would you pick? I mean, I don't think I don't think you guys are gonna agree with me. I'd say Steph Curry, though. That is exactly who I was gonna say. Oh, really? <laughs> his, yeah. His performance Jeez. has been absolutely mind-boggling uh, this uh, this season, and uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, like he's he's being he's being uh, put down because of the performance of the the Golden State Warriors in general. But if you look at anything that like any statistic. Right now, even his defensive statistics are uh, are career highs. Like he's shooting better he, than he did during his unanimous MVP season. He's uh he's having a career year in his mid thirties, so and it's ridiculous. So y'all think he's having a better season than Luca? Oh yeah, for sure. Shall we compare some stats? Like, I mean, it's it's kind of splitting hairs a little bit. I, think I the, mean, they're both. Think the but I, I mean, better to me, I think Lucas score more per game. I think Lucas probably averaging more assists and always averaging more boards. Yeah. What's uh like? Uh, do you have uh, do you have a true shooting percentage stats? Available oh by no, any no, true uh, shooting. Duke Steph blows him out of the water, but. Yeah, well, the thing is, is right now, the thing is, is right now, uh, Steph is uh, blowing the NBA, like, the history of the NBA out of the water right now with his uh, shooting efficiency. (laughs) And, like, uh, like I think last I heard he was, like, 70%, which is absolutely unheard of. Even just his his traditional percentages are, like, 50 54, 43, and 92, or something like that. Yeah, it's and like his like his attempts are way up. Like, didn't he have like a fifty point win, uh, fifty point game and a loss like recently? Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. He's just he's absolutely tearing up the league. I think he's he's averaging isn't he averaging like seven rebounds or something like that? Something stupid. Uh, that last I saw, he was leading his team in points, rebounds, assists. Uh, field goal percentage and something else. 
Yeah, no, he's like he's just an absolute menace right now at this point in time. Now, Luca's obviously uh, Luca's obviously really good, but I feel like if uh, I, I I feel like um, when you, if you balance their if you balance the just the statistical outputs um, without necessarily taking into account the team records, it's hard to argue anybody's playing better than Curry at this point in time. So I just checked. Uh, he is point one rebounds behind uh, Looney for the team lead. And how many? How much rebounds. has he got averaging right now per game? Six point seven rebounds. Six point seven. I mean, okay. Curry is doing this a thirty-four game, and Luke is doing it with just three more minutes. But he he's averaging a whole point more. He's averaging three rebounds more. He's averaging an assist more. He's averaging a steal more, and blocks are negligible. Like turnover. Yeah, he's also like what six inches taller, and this this know, isn't about like, twelve twelve years younger. And uh, okay, if that's the game you want to play, Marcus Smart wins Defensive Player of the Year every year. It's no. it's, it's not really about that. It's about what you do on the floor, and also. Luca's won more games. Yeah, well, think about this though. What if, <laughs> what if the Warriors didn't have stuff? What if the Mavs didn't have I mean, Luca? Be, I think, um, yeah. I mean, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could you could make an argument for for I, I, either I don't one. Either I mean, one just like you could make here. an argument for Tatum. I, I just and, think. Uh, we need we need to give him his credit too. Sure, I think a lot of uh, you're just trying to suck up to your new owner. <laughs> Shut up with that! It's not what is going on here, for God's sake. It's uh, he owns the Suns, but I think that like <laughs> Curry is gonna fall off. Oh, he will. It's, I think I, I don't think he can keep this up. I mean, and I, I think we've even seen if he Luka sits can. every back to back. Yeah, I mean, injury, man, injuries, injuries is the scariest thing for me. Yeah, for, right now for because I don't know who's going to go down yeah. next. Well, the thing is with Luca that is, uh, that's, this is why this, this is the season that he could win it, and the reason why is because he didn't come to camp fat, and uh, I think that's uh, that's something that you have to congratulate him. him for. You know, like thank you. Thank you, Luca, for taking the NBA seriously for a season. Wow, Luca, you didn't come to Camp Fat. What, bro? You want a cookie? He probably does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Protein he wants a few, cookie. actually, if you could. Um, <laughs> but you know, like uh, you know, Luca, uh, Lucas, uh, like he didn't have that slow start that he had has been having in the last few seasons, and it's because he came to they came into the uh, league in shape, um, mostly probably because of the Eurobasket. Um, which has uh, which has led to a lot of uh, European players starting off really hot, uh, such as Laurie Markkinen. Um, that said, uh, Luca, you know I could definitely see Luca's pace uh, slowing down as he gets uh, as the the dredges of the season uh, continue. I, I don't think uh, I don't think it's a runaway uh, by Luca by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think it's a runaway. I just I, I don't think it's cut no. and dry staff to staff. I, I think. It's closer than y'all might be giving it credit for. 
here's what I here's what I would say right now. That who do I think is the best player in the league right now? Probably Giannis. I well, I mean, like it, like how they're playing, like based off of their play. Who do I think is the best player in the league right now? I would say it's Steph. Like I think his Steph is right now unstoppable. Right, and I, I mean, you can say you, you can say that uh, Luca is uh, uh, Luca is winning more, and I just don't like when you watch these games that Steph's playing in. You can't you can't hold him responsible for the fact that they're losing. You know, he is uh, his the lineups that he's in are statistically the best lineups in the league. It's just that he can't play all forty-eight minutes, and that's why they're losing. Yeah. So. No, I'm, I'm gonna look up, see what his usage rate is. Cause it's probably absurd. It's gotta be, yeah. Um, who, uh, who, uh, Steph's? Steph. I know Luca's like number one. Yeah, Luca's definitely number one with a uh, usage rate. I think he's he's like six points higher than the next highest person. Last time I heard, uh, checked into it. Yeah. And I think the next know. highest person was Steph, but. Mm-hmm. While you're doing that. Uh, any other names? Uh, any other names you feel like should be uh, mentioned in the uh, the MVP race? I mean, I, I would put Tatum's played really. Tatum's well, been but... very good. Yeah, Tatum. Tatum is clearly the clear number three right now in the in the league when it comes to the MVP race. And when I say clear number three, it's not because he he's like so bad he can't be considered number one or two. It's just like he's so good that he can't be uh, he can't be considered in the mix with the people below. But uh, yeah, I would definitely say Tatum uh, Tatum is uh, should be up there. And then I would say that uh, coming in uh, a distant fourth would be uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, I think he should definitely get some uh, get some love with that. So, um, so yeah, uh, did you get a chance to uh, look into that usage rate, Duke? I did. My mouse stopped working. Oh no! I think my mouse is dead. Fucking technology, huh? It's just you, man. Yeah, it's just me. Okay, I got it. Uh, Luca, forty-two point four percent fucking ridiculous usage uh next closest is Giannis, 38.9 and then it's trey john bead dame uh sga i mean it's it's all within a you know where does that percentage point from there where's that falling oh god uh i mean i'm having to scroll down pretty far you know what? Let's uh, do the old Control F. And this is where this is where that true shooting percentage comes into play, uh, Sandy. In the sense that you you see his usage rate is significantly less than uh, than Luca's. Yet he's only what did you say, th- like three points behind or one point behind Luca? So he's uh, he's at Giannis. Are you talking mm-hmm. about? I'm talking about Steph to Luca. Oh, uh, his usage rate, he's a full 11% behind. Yeah, he's 11% Luka. behind Luca. And then his and then uh, 19th. Yeah, and then Sandy mentioned his uh, uh Sandy mentioned that he was like I think he's averaging 1 point less a game than Luca. And one uh, one assist and three rebounds. So, 
you consider that usage rate, <laughs> you're getting a lot yeah. more a lot more bang for your buck with uh, Steph. Uh, Steph He's than you also, are for Luca. Uh, Steph's also averaging 144 and a half points per 100 shot attempts. Jesus Christ! That's insane. Yeah, no, it's like he's having he's having a, a like I think uh, the true shooting the three best true shooting percentage seasons in NBA history uh, from a from a player averaging more than ten shots per game are all owned by Steph Curry, and this season is his highest. So he's having he's having the best offensive season in NBA history. Better than the f- three other offense uh, best ever offensive seasons that he also has the records for. So <laughs> real quick, real quick, you want to hear his highest uh, points per shot attempt prior to this season? Yes. So I said it, this season's one hundred and forty four point five per one hundred shot attempts. Yeah. So <clears throat> his next closest was the twenty seventeen twenty eighteen season mm-hmm. when he averaged one hundred thirty six. Point nine per 100 shot so it's almost yeah it's, uh, almost, so it, it's like yeah it's eight, like, po- eight, eight points more it's, it's ridiculous like he's having he's having without a doubt the greatest nba season anybody's ever had offensively it's just it's mind-boggling yeah. well, certainly and then, shooters you know like yeah offensively yeah like, and then they consider consider the fact that his defensive ratings have improved because he's being a he's a like he's completely transformed his body like it's ridiculous so what he's what he's doing at his age it's insane like it's really hard it's really hard to say uh anybody's doing a better job than he is at this period of time yeah even though his he's team isn't one. winning as much uh, even though his team isn't winning as much as others eventually they're going to flip the switch though you got to imagine well, I mean, they're starting. Uh, they're starting to uh, change uh, change their form. Uh, like, uh, like basically, what they've been doing previously is they've been having the full starting lineup on and the full starting lineup off and stuff like that. Now they're starting to mix it a little bit more so that the starters aren't, uh, so that the bench players aren't playing without starters and they aren't just kind of left to their own devices. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if that helps with a little bit of the on-off numbers uh, right now because just. The on-off numbers alone for Steph are just ridiculous, but that has more to do with the fact that his bench is so bad. Well, I mean, it also has a lot to do with the fact that he every lineup he is part of right now is the best lineup in the league, um, both in net rating. Um, but uh, but almost all of the lineups that he's not part of on the Warriors right now are like the worst net ratings. <laughs> so it's just uh, it's ridiculous. He's having a ridiculous season. I thought, I thought um, Jordan Poole was real. I just, what happened to this guy? He had the money in he- I mean, he was good in this in the game that they started him in. The question is, uh, I think the question that will have uh, have to be asked at, uh, of the uh, of the Golden State Warriors this season is who would they uh, who who do they want to be uh, to uh, to be in that starting lineup? Is it going to be? Clay or is it going to be Pool? Because uh, right now, Clay had a good game um, the other night, but he has obviously not been having the the season that he was hoping to have. And Pool is obviously not having a good a good run off the bench, but in the games that he started, he's been significantly better. So the question is, is like, what makes more sense for the the Warriors as an organization this year and moving forward? 
I mean, they, they've got a really interesting tightrope they have to walk right now in the sense that both Clay and uh, Draymond are going to be looking for extensions at the end of the season, and those extensions are probably going to be coming in at less money than they're currently making, and neither of them may not, or neither of them may be very excited about signing those contracts. Yeah, just to, uh, I guess, kind of put a button on this, they have won five of their last eight, so I mean... I think they're starting to kind of feel it out. It seems like they're changing their, uh, like Kerr's changing the rotations a lot. I mean, he's not doing the full platoon thing or whatever you want to call it. I've heard it yeah. called a bunch of different things, like time, like uh, conflicting timelines, like the old guard, the new guard. Yeah. So it seems like he's starting to mix it up a little bit. And it seems to also be getting also getting uh, bumping Wiseman down to the G, La- G League and not having to worry about him being the worst NBA player on the in the on any roster at this period of time also helps a lot. Uh, man, I thought he was going to be a lot better than he than he has been. I think you know I think that uh, Wiseman's a great cautionary tale for anybody who thinks that they can just skip out on an entire NBA season and and be an effective player. Yeah. Um, who would have thought sending James to the G League would make you a wise man? So, uh, was there any other ladder talk that you guys wanted to talk about? Did you want to break down the the issues that uh, Giannis had in Philly? Uh, Montrez Harrell obviously needed to work on his uh, his free throw shooting. Uh, does Montrez Harrell even get minutes most games, <laughs> or does he only play when Embiid doesn't? He played. He played five minutes that night. Okay. Who Who the fuck are you, bro? <laughs> did you hear about? Uh, did you hear what uh, Embiid had said about uh, share, uh, sharing the court with Montres Harrell? What did he say? He said, "Come shoot with me, right?" Well, he's he uh, like in the quote uh, post, uh, like in the media uh, afterwards. He said that he appreciates that not everybody gets as much time to play as he does. <laughs> Scored. And as a and as a result, like he was more than willing to share with him so that he can get a little practice in. So can um, but it was a, he was he was rudely uh he was rudely told no. Before we move on here, while we're talking about the Sixers, can I just mention one crazy stat I saw on Twitter? Only one. P.J. Tucker, uh, in his game yesterday, played 37 minutes and scored zero points. Mm-hmm. The, fir- the fourth straight scoreless game of at least 25 minutes played and no points. And this is the longest streak of this happening since minutes were officially tracked. Yeah, no, and you want to know? I I I found another tweet because I was more interested in hearing in hearing what his shot attempts were because in those first three games, his shot attempts were zero, one and one. <laughs> Meaning he was just not shooting the ball. That's why he wasn't scoring. Um, and uh, yeah, no, he had at least six attempts in the la- the last game. So it seems like he's moving in a po- there's some positive traction in that sense, but. <laughs> No, it's it's ridiculous. He's what uh, is that? The quite like I, I don't know. Is this an age thing with him, or is he just uh, uh, is he like is he cooked? Is that what we're what we're determining I at mean, this point in he, time? He made his money all these years, just spot up in the corner, spot up in the corner, spot up in the corner. You know, 
Yeah, he also play, he also came to Philly to play with Harden. We don't have and Harden's not there. Driving past him, we don't have Harden really. Is the guy that to, to, to drive and pass it out to him. So yeah, who's he's probably just got a guy who's shadowing him. Because yeah, he had I mean, a season where he was the highest percentage on corner threes, I believe, at one point, right? Yeah, I think he was the top three point shooter last year, or he was for a significant period of the season. Yeah. Just on that uh, corner three, corner three, corner three. Just stay in there in the corner. Another interesting stat that I I, I saw that I know the the Heat fans are gonna love is uh is that Lowry is uh averaging what was it like he has he's averaging the most minutes in the league right now Kyle Lowry hmm. and the highest uh, highest amount of minutes uh, uh the highest amount of minutes of anybody over thirty five. Hmm. Let me see That's, if I can pull up that, that tweet. Be good. <laughs> He's also averaging fattest ass in the league. Yep. Yep. That's I'm very seeing clever. here that's uh yep, yep. you're right. Fattest yep. ass. There it is. <laughs> I just pulled it up. Uh did you get it on StatMuse? Uh it's uh courtesy of cleaningtheglass.com. <laughs> cleaning the ass. Cleaning the ass. Yeah, no. Uh, so it's yeah. He's a uh, he's averaging the most minutes of any uh, any NBA player over thirty five in NBA history. Um, oh so yeah, uh, there you go, Kyle Lowry. He actually is second in total minutes. Yeah. Um, second to Durant. So that's fun. Yeah, a couple See, uh, mid thirties guys. Well, I, I mean, Kyle Lowry is thirty seven. <laughs> Late thirties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you gotta you gotta cling to whatever you can get when you hit that age. Right? <laughs> so uh yeah, the the next segment I wanted to go into was uh just a little bit of us staring at the standings. Have you guys uh seen the standings lately? Uh I have. Alright. Uh I was just wondering like uh, I know that we haven't had a lot of time to really discuss uh, we, we've discussed a lot of the surprises this season, but we haven't really discussed any of the teams that are actually good that were supposed to be good this season. Ooh, was I wrong about the Celtics? <laughs> yeah, same. I think everybody was. <laughs> Championship hangover, the coach thing. Yeah, okay. Okay. I think, well, I, I think the fact that their defense hasn't missed the beat without Time Lord was something that I that everybody would be surprised by. But I think what uh, is the most shocking is the fact that they have the most effect. Uh, like they had, uh, I think uh, the Sacramento Kings recently passed them, but prior to that, they were the most efficient offense mm-hmm. in the league. The Kings are right behind them. Oh, are they? Uh, I thought I saw something about them passing. Well, this happened last so. night. They were right behind them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they, yeah, like the fact that the Kings are, uh, or like the fact that the uh, the Celtics are the most efficient offense in the league is really shocking, given how how like putrid they seemed for large portions of the playoffs last season. Um, then obviously the other team that uh, the other team in the East that's really st- sticks out is the Milwaukee Bucks, given the fact that their entire team has been injured. And their offense through large portions of the season has seemed very ineffective. But the uh, the defensive play of not only Giannis, but Bobby Portis and uh, Brooke, Lopez. Brooke Lopez has been uh, has been quite shocking. And Brooke Lopez is carrying a huge load, 
considering uh, considering uh, how much time he missed with a bad back. Um, and history history says that bad back and er, those back injuries they tend to be more chronic than anything else. It's my uh, most improved player, Brook Lopez. Brook Lopez, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I would still have Laurie Markinen at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the marksman, for sure. Is there anything in the West uh, when you're looking at the standings that stick out to you at all? Um, the fucking Kings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Kings, the Kings being third the place. Yeah, the king, uh, the Kings being third place, the Jazz being second. But like, I think for me, what really surprised me when I was looking at the standings this morning was the Clippers had made a complete comeback yeah. uh, from their rocky start at the beginning of the season. Uh, if you'll remember, uh, well, Kawhi is obviously hurt again, um, but uh, he had been like he had been out injured, and the team is uh, the team was. Uh, competing with the Warriors and the Lakers for the most depressing uh, start for uh, for a team, uh, and then you go and you look at the standings right now, and they're eleven and seven, yeah. uh, and they're sitting at fourth place in the uh, fourth place in the West, while both the Warriors and the Lakers still seem to be kind of uh, sputtering. You know what's fun about these early season standings is that first place and like. Like twelfth place is is the difference of like four games. Well, yeah, but it's awesome. I mean, that's a lot considering how far how far we are into the season, right? Yeah. Like you look at the Suns; they only have six losses in seventeen games. That's a that's a uh, that's a decent clip. What is what is that over eighty two? Point six five. That's a fifty three win season. Well, so not too yeah, shabby, huh? Pretty good. Not as good as last year. Not as good as the year before. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The so the other uh, the other thing is is uh, it looks like the Pistons have uh, lost uh, lost last place in the league to the Rockets. Yeah. Um. I'm yeah, I'm just a little more shocked it's the Rockets and not the Lakers or the Spurs or the Thunder. <laughs> Well, the 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 Lakers went on a three game winning streak, yeah. so that completely threw up uh, threw out the the uh, the tank. Much to the chagrin of Pelican fans everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about when it comes to the standings at all? Um, the Nuggets uh, kind of letting everybody who was thinking they'd be hot shit down, huh? Yep. Uh, obviously the Nuggets have been dealing with some injuries as well with regards to Jokic and such, but you know, you're integrating a couple big pieces back into your lineup. Um, they've had some positive, they've had some positive stories with both, uh, with both Jamal Murray and, uh, and Michael Porter Jr. But you know, they, they have to, they, they have to string things together, particularly on the defensive end. If they want to, if they want to make the kind of jump that everybody was expecting them to make. And, uh, the Chicago Bulls, I know. They've got injuries, so they can explain it. But what about the Heat? Well, I mean, the Chicago Bulls—do they have injuries? Uh, last I checked, uh, people were panicking now in Chicago, particularly after they lost a buzzer beater to the Orlando Magic. Uh, the reason why that that was a, a big loss for them is because the Orlando Magic have uh, the Bulls' first-round pick for this season. They also had it from two seasons ago when they picked Franz Wagner, uh, Wagner, 
and they also tr- they also uh, the starting center for the uh, the the magic also was included in that trade uh, for Wendell Carter Jr. And all of that was so that the Chicago Bulls could have the uh, have the privilege of watching uh, Nikolai Vucevic, Vucevic, sorry, uh, decay in front of them. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's done, or at least he's nearing done. He's got to be pretty close, that's for sure. I can't believe he's been in the league as long as he's been. It just doesn't feel like it, but yeah, he's been around a while. Yeah, I mean, and so like the question, uh, the question comes to uh, comes to these Bulls is like, is this your team? If it's your, this, if this is your team, is it time to blow this uh, blow this sucker up? Because uh, they're they're young players that they're really expecting to kind of like expand their window in Colby White and uh, Ao. Uh, they haven't uh, they haven't really progressed to the level that they needed them to progress to. They don't really have a point guard uh, right now. Uh, with Lonzo Ball's consistent injuries and and uh, and Levine's uh, issues, Zach Levine got benched recently in the fourth quarter, uh, and there was some drama that uh, that was associated with that. So overall, everything's going to be. It's fine. getting it's getting messy in uh, it's getting messy in Chicago, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what they look like um, come come February when the trade deadline comes around because uh, the fact that they are messy is interesting. They have a lot of players that I think people will be interested in, um, but they also have some high salaries associated with those players. So whether they are able to move them or not is going to be difficult to say. What would they get for DeRozan? I don't know if DeRozan's their number one trade asset, to be honest. When I look at their roster, the one that I think that they have the best option uh, opportunity to flip for some really positive assets would be Alex Caruso. Yeah, Alex Caruso is the perfect uh, the perfect guy in a ro- in a rotation or in a starting lineup in the sense that he can contribute offensively. He has some ball handling skills, and he's a defensive uh, a defensive uh, savant. Um, if you ask if you ask me. Who I thought who, who like if you ask me who I would rather have on my team right now, if I would rather have Alex Caruso or Marcus Smart, uh, I would probably have to say Alex Caruso at this point in time. And you ask yourself, what is what would somebody like uh, Marcus Smart uh, fetch you on the trade market? So Alex Caruso is only nine million dollars as well, which means that he could be he can easily be traded. Uh, and fit into a couple different teams uh, salary wise. Uh, maybe Alex Caruso is somebody that uh, uh, that Phoenix should be calling about <laughs> hey. for uh, for Jay Crowder. To be honest, you probably have to throw in some picks along with it. But mm, let's not get hasty. <laughs> right now, uh, Demar Derozan's twenty seven million. Uh, Zach Levine is thirty seven million. Vucevic is twenty two million. I think uh, DeMar DeRozan could fit in a lot of different places. Uh, I think when we discussed uh, this in our very first pod, uh, the team that we thought all made sense was uh, Phoenix. Hmm. Was that if uh, if I remember correctly? But there's uh, there's definitely some other teams that that might be interested in him. He might you know he, he maybe he'd fit in Utah. He's already played in the Spurs, so uh, 
might, <laughs> he might already be kind of used to that kind of environment. Um, but, you know, the Bulls, hot mess. Be interesting to see what happens to them. There's been word. Uh, there's been word that they want to trade uh, Kobe White. I think that that would be the wrong move for them. I think they need to start thinking about accumulating some future assets because I'm not sure where they're gonna be in uh, one to two years. They're definitely not gonna win this season. So the question is, uh, do they have the pieces that, that if you add one or two things here or there, we can can we do something next season? And I, I doubt that they'll be able to do that, especially if they don't have a first round draft pick this year. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what levers they have to pu- uh, to pull that in that direction, and uh, trading what little young assets that you have left uh, to bring in some role players here or there. It's, I don't think that's going to help them at all. They need to be looking at looking at moving it the other direction. I think. Your guys' thoughts? Um, I, I think that at this point. Uh, they should look at it as every single person's available, and this includes Levine. Yeah, I mean Levine, obviously, uh, he'd be a hard one to move. I would say, I would think, Levine's had chronic knee issues. Just signed a new max contract this off season, and he already had more knee issues to start this season. If I'm a, if I'm any team, I'm looking at that like I'm looking at him as a poison pill at this period of time. Um, Vucevic is another one that he's definitely a poison pill. I don't know if you can trade him um, and accumulate positive assets. You probably have to give something up to get rid of him in a salary dump kind of situation. Uh, the only players that I would look at their roster and say that they have a positive uh, positive trade asset. Depending on what happens with Lonzo Ball, maybe he could come back and be something that you can flip. DeMar DeRozan could definitely flip, but with that kind of salary, it would be difficult to have that done by trade deadline. That's probably more something that would be more suited towards Off-season. Uh, the draft that type that time of year. But Alex Caruso, definitely you could flip him. Um, Derek, uh, Derek Jones Jr., maybe. But he's only a three million dollar player, so he's a hard one to fit fit into uh, into trades because people don't really like trading minimum contract players and such, and so that could be a little bit of a messy one. But yeah, I mean, right now I think Alex Caruso is probably the uh, the uh, number one trade asset that they they have. They'd be able to flip by the deadline, and then look at and they could look at moving DeRozan when it comes time for the draft. How old do you all think Zach Levine is? I think he's 27, is he not? 27 or 28. He's almost close to 28. You know the last time he played a full season? Has he played a full season? It would have had to have been one of his Minnesota seasons. Six times? It was. It was, yeah. Second season in the league. He was 20 years old. 26 times? Yikes. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a uh, he. He's consistently been at injury risk, and the the issue now is if you look at his uh, his. Uh, I was listening to them uh, them talk about him on the uh, the low post podcast, and they were talking about how like his efficiency around the rim is completely uh, tanked, and this is coming from probably our generation's best dunker, right? 
and he just doesn't have the same lift or uh, uh, finishing ability anymore just because of all the knee injuries and the knee surgeries and such. So not only is he a max player that you have for another four years after this season, making $37 million, still getting knee injuries this season, but now he's also losing his athleticism because of all the knee injuries. It's a scary. That's a scary contract. I don't think there's any way he's going to touch that. That like that's like that's like the new Russell Westbrook. Um, just just uh, twenty million less. Oof. Not good. No. Not good if you're a Bulls fan. No, it's not like I mean. What has been good about being a Bulls fan in the last twenty years? That one series uh, well, with Boston. Yeah. You know what they probably like hearing is their uh, they probably like hearing that their star point guard is knee issues. <laughs> Yikes! Oh boy, that's such an original topic for them. <laughs> All right, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent when he's thirty-two years old. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think it might be a little bit sooner than that. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when? Which player had the highest vertical leap, standing and max vertical? Mm. I'm going to go with uh, Mitchell Robinson. I'm going to go McHale. Baldy? Oladipo. I don't even fucking know, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only NBA player I can think of off the top of my head. (laughs) So many to choose from. That would be Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> oh. Mm. oh the Italian. Old yeah. Dante D. <laughs> Delaware Zone. White Dante. White Dante. Has, is anybody actually from Delaware? Like, is Delaware a I feel like life? there's like four. Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they have like a population of like four people. It's Joe Biden and nobody else. Do you remember when? You're listening to Schedule Talk, presented by Meat and Potatoes. You can't talk shit till you've made it. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be doing Schedule Talk, and we're going to be talking about our fourth placed, uh, f- fourth place uh, Indiana Pacers. Uh, Duke, do you have their schedule ready? Oh, you think I would prepare for these? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. All right. Hell yeah. Uh, we'll do. We'll be. We'll do their next six games. All right. Uh, so tonight they played the T Wolves, and, and they I lost. Think they lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was close they for lost a little while. They lost because I bet on them. Oh, God. why do you do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it seemed like they had a uh, rough first quarter when it came to uh, to Halliburton. Halliburton didn't really have a good game. Yeah, uh, four not. four field goals on fifteen, uh, four field goals made on fifteen attempts, two from seven from three, ten points total. He did have fourteen assists. 
Um, and then uh, Ben uh, Ben Matherin had a decent game coming in off the bench. 21 points, 5 out of 11 uh, field goals, 2 for 2 uh, from 3, 9 from 12 from the free throw line, which is a, a big jump in his free throw attempts. Um, I love him. He's so he, he's 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 a sex machine. He actually um, got minutes tonight too. He got thirty three minutes. Yeah, thirty three minutes. Buddy Heald had a Buddy Heald was three from eleven from three, five for sixteen field goal percentage, thirteen points. Um, so he was a bit rough uh, around the edges. Um, they did, uh, yeah. So I I think like and then Miles Turner has been like a complete beast since coming back from injury. Um, and it, it kind of fits into what we kind of said when, when they made that trade originally um, for, uh, for uh, to, to, when they decided to flip uh, Sabonis for uh, Halliburton. And that com- uh, like, it just seemed like there'd be a natural chemistry between Halliburton and Turner. Uh, and it definitely seems to be playing out. Um, and listening once again to the Zach Lowe podcast, there's, there is some talk about uh, Turner possibly leaving the tra- uh, being taken off of the trade market and looking to uh, sign an extension um, just because he's been doing so well since coming back from injury. And uh, he really does like the fit with Halliburton. Uh, an interesting thing as well about the... Uh, uh, about the Pacers that I thought was in, uh, that I thought was awesome. Um, Halliburton is obviously averaging the most uh, assists in the league at the moment, uh, which uh, per game, which is at least ten point four was the last I saw. Um, it probably has gone up after tonight where he got fourteen, but his but his potential assists per game. So basically, where he provides passes to players, but they miss the shots. Um, because like he provides passes to players in situations that they should statistically score in, but they miss the shots, is over twenty two assists per game, which would have him in Stockton territory. Um, so yeah, uh, is the best power. <laughs> Halliburton's the best bad, passer huh? in the last thirty years in the NBA is basically it. Ooh, yeah, I heard he was pretty buddy. smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that later. But uh, the next, uh, uh, the the next game on that list. All right. Um, Friday. They got a day off, and Friday they play uh, the Nets. Nets. Welcome in the Nets. Okay, they win that one. What do you think, Sandy? I'm gonna give it to the Nets. All right. I'll take Pacers on that. Yeah. <laughs> next. All right, so now they're starting a long road trip. Stretching out a couple weeks, actually. It's like seven straight games. The rodeo road road trip. Yes, sir. So, day off. And they're at Clippers. And then at Lakers. Back to back. I I think they win both of those. I think the Clippers will win and the Lakers will not. I would agree. I think they split those. And they get a day off, and they go at Sacramento. Oh, give me the Kings, baby. Oh, no, 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 no. That'd be a fun game. No, 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 no. That is a Halliburton revenge game. Now, granted, it could also be a DeMontis Simonis revenge game, but if you ask me who's going to have a better revenge game... Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed revenge game. This is the Aaron Fox I told you so game. Oh no! It is not. It is gonna. Yeah. Be, that is. That is gonna. Pacers win. Pasted all over it. 
That'll be a fun game. It's going to be a good game. That's a much must-watch game. Like 140 to 135 game. Yeah, not a lot of defense played, except for by Turner. When he's blocking the shit out of Sabonis because he's because he's hated him so long. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna dominate him. Oh yeah, no, no. Like, and Sabonis is gonna be trying to like po- like uh, like post him up, and sh- it's gonna be messy. It's gonna be such a great game, but the Pacers are gonna destroy them. That'll be fun. That'll be while we record. So yeah, look out for that. <laughs> All, right. All right, then day off. Then they go at Utah. At Utah, okay. Uh, well, I, I'm gonna have to go with the Utah Jazz in that one. I'm going Pacers on that one. Yeah, I think the Jazz will take that one. Naysayer. All right, and then uh, another day off, and we'll end this six, seven, well, seven games counting tonight. Uh, trip at Portland. Yeah, I think they'll probably beat Portland. Portland's uh, been slipping a little bit. Yeah, they're gonna beat the Blazers. They've been kind of hurt and bad. It's not a bad six games. Uh, you know, Pacers are pacing. Uh, just another one of those tanking teams that's probably not going to be in the tank this season. Yeah, they've looked good. Backcourt looks good too. You know, I, at the beginning of the year, I knew there was going to be a te- uh, there was going to be teams that were weren't actually in the tank, and uh, the one I thought was definitely going to be that one was Detroit, and all the ones I thought for sure were going to be in the tank are making me look like a complete asshole, so... Yeah. To that I say, fuck you, Indiana. How dare you. Alright. Next on our schedule talk, I wanted to discuss Celtics. Because, once again, uh, I feel like we as a pod have not really talked Celtics at all, even though they, they've arguably, or probably are, the best team in the league right now. They have yeah, the third... I don't even the, know how they have the league's, it is. <laughs> like, like they have the the league's third best player uh, in Tatum. They have the league's best um, Robin in Brown. They have About their best the reigning. Okay. They have the reigning defensive player of the year, in Marcus Smart. They have uh, Grant Williams. He's there. Yeah, volunteer. He pitches. They have Horford. Oh, they have a, a who's who's that white guy who hasn't missed a three pointer? Oh, Sam Hauser. Sa- yeah, Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser's yeah. been lighting uh, lighting up the league. He's like leading the league in three pointers uh, made. He hasn't missed a, fr- a three. Forty eight percent. I I think 48%. he has missed, but it's like it. Sorry. Forty eight percent. Yeah, he missed a lot. He's he's awesome. Uh, Luke Cornett, defensive player of the year. I'm not even joking. I know there was that highlight where like everyone was like making fun I of him because he was like, because <laughs> because he w- he encouraged two misses, um, that were shot from the three point line, and he was standing in the key, and he's like, "I'm gonna fully extend. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna give a little white guy hop," and oh, uh, and they ended up missing both those shots. But uh, I think statistically, he's actually the best uh, defensive player on the on the team right now for the Celtics. Um, and although the Celtics' uh, defensive efficiency isn't where it was last season, um, you know that still that still means something a little bit. Well, still means something to me, damn it. Yeah, goddammit. All right. So, uh, do you have the schedule ready, Duke? Of course. All right. Let's start. Uh, let's start us off. We're going to do six more games. All righty. So tonight they beat the Mavs. All right. They beat the so, shit out of the Mavs. Yes, they did. Yeah, because Luke ain't shit. 
Uh, Luca <laughs> played fine. It just wasn't really didn't make a difference. Yeah, we call that we call that the curry effect. Uh-huh. He only had forty two points. No, I mean, you can't. 40. You can't. You, yeah. When you come to uh, when you swing at the king, you, can't, you best not miss. Yeah, only that's have definitely 42. how that quote goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's up next? All right, uh, they got a day off, and then they uh, play the Kings. Uh, I think they, they beat the Kings. That'd be fun. Is that at home or on the road? Uh, it's home game. So actually, yeah. every one of these is at home. Wow. So they're at home until... So what you're saying is they're going to go 6-0. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually... <laughs> Actually, yeah, I do. I do think so. <laughs> All right, so they're going to beat the Kings. What's up next? Uh, day off and then uh, Wizards. Um, what do you think, Sandy? Do you think that the Boston Celtics can beat the, the Wizards? Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. No. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the Celtics will probably beat them. They'll squeak by. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll eke out a win. All right. Uh, then... Uh, uh, next night, Charlotte. Oh, that's another tough game for the Celtics. <laughs> that's a real tough matchup. They match up well with Boston. If you think about it, huh? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of bodies just retire them out. Now the Celtics will beat them by like forty. Real good segment we got here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? Is it day, the off, <laughs> day off? Then heat. Then day off. Then heat. Oh, they're probably going to lose one of those heat games. Actually, <laughs> I could see them splitting that. Yeah, it's a what? especially given uh, given what I happened could. in the playoffs and stuff like that. I think for sure they're definitely going to lose one of those heat, heat games. Hey, half button. I know you're listening. I'm giving both of those games to the Miami Heat. Oh wow, Volpez, that was hmm. for you too. Loop. I got your name right. You can't get you can't get the Heat in five if they're winning all uh, if they win all the games. Ah uh, well, yeah the math math checks out. <laughs> all right, so then it's uh, another day off, and then they'll wrap up this uh, little stretch here at Brooklyn. Yeah, they'll probably win that. one. They'll probably win that one. Yeah. All right. Was there any closing thoughts that you guys had for schedule talk? I, I understand that the the Celtics. We'll just have to. This is why we don't want to talk about the Celtics. Because it's just uh, there's nothing interesting to talk about there. They're just too good. They're really fucking good. They're really good, and they're not messy, and they're also really boring or really frustrating to watch because Marcus Smart is the worst player to watch in the NBA, behind Embiid. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so now we're gonna start off with a new segment that we uh, that we devised in our brain trust, the trusting of the brains. This is a full court. Press special, cool or fool. Basically, the premise is we come up with a topic and we decide whether it is a cool, uh, like we're cool on it or we're fooling it. Yeah, is that right, Duke? Sure. You're fu- cool it, fool it. If it's cool, or if it's fool ish, foolish, slightly. All right. So, you guys ready? I was born ready. Cool or fool, Lance Stevenson. Ben Simmons is back. Cool or fool? What do you think, Sandy? I think cool. I agree. I mean, 
I don't think he's going to be a regular 30 point scorer and I don't think he ever was. You know, but he's uh He looks like his old He's attack He's attacking the basket a lot more and uh you know, he seems to be a little bit more confident on the defensive end. Um how long that'll last, who knows. Playoffs. He's, uh, yeah. A lot less timid. That's why I'm going to say fool. Well, but the yeah. playoffs, it's uh I think he's he's better. He's been better. So my my idea you know. here is if the Nets don't even make the playoffs, is he ever gonna lose his cold? I don't think so. Well, also I would say like when you say Ben Simmons is back, and then you're like, well, then he might not perform well in the playoffs. I I would say that would be Ben Simmons being back, right? Like, I'm, is there a Ben Simmons that was performing well in the playoffs that I'm not aware of? He is who we thought he was. <laughs> I really. Really break down the you segment, know, huh? I mean, sometimes you performers. I, I mean, I no, mean you're, you're not wrong. You got a point. <laughs> so yeah, I'll change my answer. Cool. Ben yeah, Simmons he's pretty cool. Back. He's a cool guy, man. <laughs> All the way back. <laughs> All the way. All right, who's up next? Cool or fool? The Kings are a top six seed in the West. Um. I'm going to say Fool. I'm with you on Fool, yeah. I think it's a nice story. Um, I think when it comes to the Kings, their stories, as nice as they may seem, they tend to not have happy endings. Here's what I think. I I think that their offense is much improved over last season. Demonis Sabonis is a uh, playmaking genius, and, you know, De'Aaron Fox has obviously completely revitalized his game and, and added an element to his game uh, that he was sorely missing in the in the three point uh, area and mid range area as well. Um, I think their offense is for real. I don't think that their offense is this for real though. Like I don't think they're they're going to be historically the greatest offense that we've ever seen. Um, so so that said, I think that there's going to be regression there. On the other side of the ball, they're, I believe, uh, sitting around 20th in uh, 20th or 22nd in defensive rating right now, um, and uh, that's uh, that's probably where they'll stay. Like, I mean, they don't really have a defensive identity that would be something that I would trust. Even though Mike Brown is known for creating a defensive system, his his centerpieces are an undersized guard and Demondis Simonis, who's a slow center. Uh, slow-footed center, and who's not very good at rim protection. So neither of those the pieces uh, suggest that you can build a defense around them, and having both of those pieces definitely suggests that you can't build a defense around them. And as a result, I don't think that they, uh, I don't think that that defense, uh, I, I think that that defense is not likely to improve. But I do believe that their offense is likely to regress. And when that happens, you're probably a, still a play-in team, but I doubt that they'll make it into the top six. Yeah, I uh, I think I agree. I don't. I don't think they're a top six seed. I think they're a playing a playing team. Um, the the thing is, I don't think that this can can, can carry on the full season. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. I hope it does. I hope it does. It'd be I think pretty cool if it did. It'd be a awesome real nice story. Um, but you got to think. I mean, the season's so long. We're what like fifteen games into it. Almost twenty games into it. Yeah. Um. You know, we got injuries. They haven't really been hit by injuries too bad. I don't nope. think by anybody really. 
Um, no, they haven't. They haven't really payment. lost anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. I I would love if if uh, the offense keeps up and. Um, I personally would love to watch. see the Kings get a playoff series because I think that that's a, yeah. like no fan base deserves what they've gone through. So <laughs> no, that's not except for that's... the Lakers <laughs> and the Nets plenty... and, the, and, the, and not the Nets, but sorry, the, the, the Knicks, the Knicks and the there Lakers. Are, there are plenty of fan bases that deserve that. The 76ers. Worse. Possibly so. the Eagles. <laughs> what the Eagles do? Every, every Philly team. Yeah, right. the, the Flyers. Team. Every team from Canada. The Phillies. Yeah. The Mets. Ready for the next one? Move it out. Right, go for it. Yankees. All right. Cool or fool? Reds. Therese Halliburton is a top five point guard in the league. I'm all in on Cole cool on this. That guy's a yeah. fucking stud. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think I, I stated my point earlier. He's the best playmaker in the last 30 years. Um, so, like, I, I think that he's a, he's a easily, the, he's easily for me, a top five. Like if I was rating uh, point guards, I'd probably slot him in fourth right now. Um, if I'm ranking them in, in my head, I, I might be missing somebody, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say... Luke is probably your number one point guard in the league. Uh, would everybody agree with that? Yes. Yes. Then I would say, I would say SGA, then Morant, and then Halliburton. So uh, your MVP Steph Curry is not in your. Yeah. That, oh shit! Tough. See, I, I knew I forgot somebody. So there we go. He's fifth. He <laughs> goes Curry, yeah. Luca, SGA, yeah. Morant, oh. then, <laughs> then Halliburton. So here, here, here's a question for you. Sabotaging our argument. Start, bench, cut, Luca, the Shea Gilgis Alexander, Tyrese Halliburton. You start Luca, you bench uh, SGA, and then you you cut Halliburton. This, ooh, I can't imagine anybody you trade Halliburton for other pieces. <laughs> he's 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 great. It is it's cool. There's no fool in there. It's cool. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I love watching him play. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like I was listening, uh, obviously, uh, some other podcasts, and they're talking about how he he might break into the All Star team this year. And if he doesn't make the All Star team, it's because the Pacers somehow tanked uh, the second half of the, uh, like uh, leading into the second half of the season. Because right now, I don't see how you couldn't have him as an All Star. Like, obviously. Vote wise, you're probably automatically going to lose two spaces to Kyrie Irving and Harden, even though neither of them deserve to be there. Um, but you know, like, but then after that, you're you'd have to be putting him in as a as an elective off the bench. Pre injury, Harden was kind of cooking. Yeah, but he's going to have missed over a month yeah. by then. I just if if, if, if he had kept playing, he would have deserved it. Kyrie, hell. Month, month, yeah, but off. Kyrie always gets voted in. Phase. Kyrie almost got voted. Didn't Kyrie get voted in d- during his like uh, during last season he when did. he was sitting out the whole season? He did. Like, he's always got those votes, right? Like he's got a, he's got a brand. Um, so I don't like I like I, I don't like I don't see a world in which Kyrie's not getting voted in, and 
you know, Harden's going to get voted in. So the two spots are taken up by two people you arguably wouldn't want to put on the All-Star team. But after that, guard-wise, who else in the East are you putting in over Halliburton? Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, yeah Wait, is he running point there? Is I mean, he's a, he's a guard. They, they 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 tend to break it down guard that's forward a uh, guard or forward is how they break down the the all star voting. Right. So, I, I mean, it's a little, yeah, yeah, I maybe put in Mitchell over Halliburton. I might not. Oh, to be well, honest, I, at this point in I, time, I think Mitchell over Halliburton is easy. Just just based on how the seasons have started for him, he uh, he's yeah. earned a spot in that all star lineup. Yeah, like I mean, Mitchell, uh, like even still, like I, I think that you can have room for both. Like um, I'm trying to think who else in the East. Uh, just there isn't there isn't a guard right. like it, it like I it, like unless you're unless Brown is being counted as a guard out of uh, Boston. Although I would I think, I think he's still a forward. I think he plays. Um, doesn't he play two guard? Tatum plays three. I thought it was like yes. a three four, but I mean. I mean, in the starting lineup, it doesn't make much of it. It, like, it doesn't make much of a difference. So, yeah, like in that case, Brown would be in uh, over over Halliburton. So maybe he is kind of getting pushed out at that point in time. But I I, I don't know. I think that I think that uh, Halliburton has more than earned oh. an All Star bid, and uh, is definitely somebody who should be um, on the outskirts of an MVP conversation. Not not in the not in the heart heat of it, but definitely. Uh, Definitely in that t- in that like eight to ten tier. I uh, I could see him in the middle of an MVP conversation a season or two or three seasons down the road if his play continues to well, I mean, increase as it has. I think um, I think what I think what uh, he needs um, to be excellent is talent around him yeah. because uh, he he's got a uh, he's got such a good playmaking like ability. He amplifies talent. You know, Buddy Heald, prior to, like, these last few games, he's kind of, like, dropped off. But Buddy Heald was, like, scoring five three, five to seven threes a game, right? Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's got the best playmaker in the world setting him up on a night-in-night-out basis. You see, Trey, uh, you see uh, Miles Turner... All of a sudden, turning in 30, 40 point games on a, rel- a relatively consistent basis, and why is that? Because he's doing, he's running a pick and roll with the best playmaker in the world, I, right? I think his um, his playmaking sort of reminds me of Nash. Yeah, I mean, and you can you can kind of see it too. Like he doesn't necessarily have the artistic passing that Nash used to have. Is- uh, but like just his uh, his way of managing the floor, um, you can clearly tell he modeled his game after Nash. Um, he's he's probably a more willing shooter than Nash was, but I think every every guard in this generation is going to be that way, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But uh, yeah, his way of managing an offense is spectacular, um, and it. Uh, It'll be interesting to see, um, particularly if Matherin uh, picks up some more minutes, or continues to pick up more minutes. It'll be interesting to see like what this kind of looks, like, what that offense looks like. Because I, I feel like with him being with uh, with Halliburton being that general, uh, setting everybody up, driving, kicking out, making the plays, uh, the the sky can be the limit for that for that team. 
um, particularly if they add, it were to add um, some more uh, some more interesting offensive talent. Who you got next there, Duke? That's all I got. Oh. Wow. Yeah, three of them. Three of them. All right. So uh, now that since Baldy's not here, we're not going to be able to ask uh, ask him to describe something that he watched but didn't understand and probably takes a nap during. Um, so Duke, I wanted to know: Did you want to do your movie review? I didn't watch it. <laughs> he just right. said I didn't watch it. Have you watched a movie oh. this week? I did. I you did. Want, I watched the movie last impromptu night. Impromptu review of the movie that you watched. <laughs> I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh man, I love Sonic. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. It's the second time I've seen it. So my kid is, uh, he's five. And he is super into Sonic. Um, Super into Mario, but we just got him into some Sonic, Sonic 2 actually. So he was amped to watch it, man. And he loved it. That's awesome. He loved it. He thought it was hilarious. Me, it was all right. I'm grown. And I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Get I mean, okay, flower. It was all right. Uh, well, uh, everybody, thank you so much for uh, tuning in to uh, the Full Court Press podcast. Uh, my name is Lufa. I was joined today by Duke and Sandy. Uh, you can uh, call us uh, on our voicemail, 724-FU-FOOLS, which is 724-383-6657. You can also follow us at Twitter at uh, FCourtPress or uh, send topic su- suggestions to hashtag FCPRundown. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share with your least favorite uncle. Uh, over the holiday seasons. I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah, everyone say goodbye. If you happy call me Sandy, everyone, you can go buck yourself. Bye, Sandy. Love you, Sandy. Go buck yourself. You're on mute. <laughs> All right, we're going to start off with scheduling talk. I'm going to start it off with a club. Dude, I've. I've done that like four times, four straight episodes. <laughs> like, I've been like making a, uh, a point. And I'm like, yeah, man. And I look up and everybody's just like, uh, it, like, it, like you're not gonna believe me because you, it like goes on mute and it's like fisherman stories here. But that was the best intro I've ever done coming out of one of these. <laughs> it was so smooth. Uh, <laughs> I had my sexy you know voice on. It wasn't smooth at all. Uh, it wasn't smooth at all. Yeah, actually, <laughs> <laughs> to differ.